When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Gazpacho police. Oh my God! What a stupid son of a bitch. You got young people who want to date, want to do things that young people do. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Better Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy International Women's Day, gals. Millie, how's your International Women's Day going so far? It's going very uh, womanly. (laughs) I got locked out of my apartment, so that's why it sounds a little weird. That's why it Uh, sounds like you're in a basketball court. Yeah, because I'm in my like building's basement. But um, you the know, commitment, the commitment, a woman's yes. commitment to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't need a man, except it would be helpful to have a man in this one instance. <laughs> I am doing it and I am making it work. So happy International <laughs> Women's Day to all. I was going to ask you specifically what happened because I was like doing something else when you described it, but I guess we shouldn't discuss exactly how to get how to break into, into your apartment, apartment on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just the door The door got jammed. So it's oh, just yeah, something yeah. where I just have to jimmy it a little. But yeah, no, don't try to break into my apartment. Or or should we say you just have to Jane it a little? Jane oh, it. Okay. Is Jam a male's name? You, Jimmy. Oh, no. But <laughs> listen, don't censor me. I have oh, thoughts Jimmy, and feelings. Okay, instead of Jimmy it, it's Jane. Okay. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's true. Maroon 5 did it. No, yes, my... My grandpa named Jam. My grandpa named Jam. Elise, you're in a you're in an unusual setting today too. I am. I am actually spending this glorious International Women's Day uh, at a writer's residency that I'm doing. It's called the Saint Nell's Humor Residency. Uh, it's for women and like femmes or non-binary folk who do stuff in humor, whether it be like. I don't know, acting, writing, content creating on Instagram, Twitter, like, I mean, literally anything like comics, all that stuff. Um, I think that you need, a. I think that whatever your goal was, I would like you to pivot it, pivot mm -hmm. it towards creating a witches and wizards series that overcomes our turfs. It's not (laughs) traumatic happening. It's not. Not happening. I do feel. Uh, what a I do feel that Heard maybe it, it comes. It comes down to me uh, to to provide people wizarding content yeah. without hatred. <laughs> In case you missed it, which you definitely did. You definitely did. Uh, this podcast, for better or for worse, will always bring you the the the, t- the madness from Twitter that boils our bloods that uh that you probably don't need to hear. But so you probably hopefully did miss it. But this morning, uh. 
J.K. Rowling was tweeting like all sorts of her turfy nonsense, specifically calling today a person who could not be named day. But then somebody had the most incredible. Oh, now I get it in the I get response. That. Why, yeah, I, I didn't get the person who will not be named thing until now. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. She's just being a she's literally trolling. It's like she's trolling herself at this point. But um, she's being- obsessed. She's obsessed with hating trans people. It's really sad. <laughs> in response to that, Tanache, performing artist, she responded to J.K. Rowling just just all of us when she said, I felt it in my bones when she said, oh my God, just shut up. I assume that was her yep. cadence on Twitter. Beautiful, beautiful start to International Women's Day. I mean, everyone knows that I'm a longtime fan of The Boy Who Lived. Meant a lot to me as a child, but I did have to mute the words J.K. Rowling on Twitter today because I can't give her any more. I think that's really and healthy. I can't give her any more of my life. Mm-hmm. I can't give her any more of my thoughts. She, I can't, I, I can't do it because she's double. She doubles down again and again and again. She's not going to. She's made this her thing now, and that really sucks. Um, and it's sad. I'll always love the books and the movies. That not that can like. That's just like so deeply ingrained in my heart that there's nothing that can be done about that. But like, I just, I've had to banish her from my life. She was like one of my heroes. Like literally I would have been like that is like if I had made a list at one point mm-hmm. of like who I would want to meet in this world, it would have been her. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like be gone demon. Well, Truly, she, she gone. does have an incredible story of like, you know, being so poor. She wrote the first drafts on her like on a napkin in a diner. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that she is very uh, like inspiring. And also she's just taken with this thing where like, she won't let it go. She won't like grow. She she refuses to see any other points. Uh, she doesn't think that trans women are women, and it's just it's just unfortunate. Uh, and it just yeah again has ruined her legacy and like hated the fan you know the fan base which uh, you know a lot of it dealt with like being an outsider and like trying yes. to navigate the world and stuff like that. And the books also- are explicitly mm-hmm. like. Not about, uh, you know, I mean, there are definitely some problematic elements of the books and things that we could update and change to a modern sensibility, perhaps, uh, if the series were to be made again. But um, the books themselves, like, no one's coming away from those books thinking, like, that, like, hate is good or, like, that you shouldn't accept people for who they are. Like, that's the explicit message of the book. So it's a huge betrayal, and I can't even imagine the level of betrayal that trans yeah, fans right. feel because I literally, like, I'm one of those people that they tweet about that's, like, you're 30, you need to get over this <laughs> Wizards book. But, like, I actually feel really sad and betrayed yeah. by her and what she has done. Well, I will say... That I'm so glad you didn't get that Harry Potter tattoo that you said you <laughs> never wanted. Never got one. Uh, well, never got one. Thank I God. Missed you that. Know, sometimes I... the universe protects us in ways I know. That being we broke can't... in my 20s, being broke in my 20s really helped me to not have a tattoo that I have to explain all the time. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. but also, there are some like like some people got like I don't feel I feel bad for the people who got Harry Potter tattoos yeah because mm-hmm. like it's not their fault <laughs> yeah I will also say too that honestly the best way to celebrate International Women's Day 
is to tell someone to shut up. Uh, I think a lot of women, you know, not a lot of women need to shut up. I won't say that because that's what misogyny wants us to say. But sometimes do women need to shut up? Yes. It would be better Uh, if they did sometimes. This was one instance for sure. Yeah, sure. there are some instances, and you know what? We don't have ra- you know, we don't have feminism. We don't make strides against misogyny. If we can't acknowledge when some women just need to shut up, so I, just <laughs> I think that's say- a, a historically mm-hmm. accurate accurate fact, and that's what we mm-hmm. talked about. We did actually talk about that a little bit on our last episode. We kind of did our women's uh, International Women's Day themed episode a little bit more. Uh, the one that published yesterday. And you guys, that episode is really funny. I re-listened to it and there's like a minute of it. And somebody validated this to me. A listener texted me, Kelsey did. And she was like, that was unhinged. It's the best minute of the sub podcast I think we've ever done. It's just <laughs> when we're just towards the end, when uh, suddenly we start talking about hysteria in the 18th century and getting uh, getting off at the doctor's office. It is just a hysterical <laughs> minute of the sub podcast. It comes at the end of the episode. It is worth your time. If you need a laugh today, please. Honestly, I it and I was here there. I was there. <laughs> There's some shit that I feel like, okay, I'm glad that we can work, uh, whatever. But there's some <laughs> shit that we do need to bring back. Honestly, I said this on another podcast, but like, I don't mind the Bridgerton rules of like, unless you're trying to marry me, do not talk to me if you're a don't man. Call. Don't, don't call. Don't call at my door. Don't, <laughs> don't come. Call. <laughs> don't have a conversation with me. We cannot be left alone together if you're not trying <laughs> To marry If me. you are not a literally a gentleman caller, please. You got to be serious. Also, yeah. like back in the 1500s, if you said, I want to marry you, it was the same as be, it was like considered the same as a proposal, which was considered the same as marriage. So none of this playing around Tinder swindler stuff. Nope. You can't be throwing these words around. No, nope. it just happens. It, back. <laughs> it just and happened you- so fast that like we did a TikTok today that was like, or we were like asking, um, our male spouse is what they got us for International Men's Day. And it was just like, I think it's the idea that women still can rely on men financially and we have to celebrate our independence is always kind of crazy to me because it's like, you know how many single mothers, look at the ladies all over the world. They mm-hmm. have been abandoned. Men, men are not that helpful anymore. We are doing no. this on our own. <laughs> like, no. Um, and I mean, they should be, uh, you know, I go back and forth, but definitely do listen on men. <laughs> no, I go back and forth on like independence. Cause I'm like, yes, it's awesome that we get credit cards and all that stuff. But also, yeah, if a guy marries me, I want him to give my family a cow. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is my dowry? I don't know. We can make some progress, you know. If men are going to pick and choose because they want to be like, they want the domestic labor and they want women to be like homely and maternally, but they also want women to pay 50% of all the bills mm-hmm. and all that shit. And I'm just like, where the fuck is my goat? Where is yeah, the goat that the goes to my, my, my goat? I think there's been a bit of an overcorrection here. Bit of an overcorrection. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 we can take some steps back. Reevaluate, reevaluate if this is really benefiting us. But anyway. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using Pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. 
Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. We are still going to, we're going to touch on some of these themes today, but first I want to point you all to our fundraiser for the International Rescue Committee. Betches is matching up to 20000 in donations today. Um, we blew past that very quickly, much quicker than we expected to, which Woo! is incredible. That means this audience is really incredible and activated around this topic. The IRC, the International Rescue Committee, in every crisis, this is more than a crisis, this is a war, they are there and they are centering women and girls and highlighting like the potential for exploitation and abuse. And obviously, the images we're seeing out of Ukraine, especially from Ukrainians and the people receiving them, are overwhelmingly beautiful and positive and showing the best of humanity. But there are moments, I'm sure, where that's that's not happening. And women and girls are really vulnerable, and they need to be protected. And getting them to safe haven quickly is part of that. And IRC, this isn't the first time we've seen them do that. They've done it with women in Afghanistan and Yemen and Syria. They're always they're always ready to go, and they're very transparent about what they're using the money for. They're transparent about what they're not able to access yet, especially in conflicts like this. You know, if you, for example, if for whatever reason you uh, think that the border at Poland is all set, then maybe you should look for another fundraiser because this one is specifically um, helping the Ukrainians fleeing there. And then in the future, as this organization can scale up uh, helping Ukrainians that are still there, there are 80,000 women or people in Ukraine who might give birth in the next three months. Uh, a lot of factors with that. I mean, there's just 45 million people, so some of them are going to be pregnant at any given time. Ukraine is also, there's a big surrogacy um, yeah. situation there. So um, obviously, the lives of all pregnant people should be valued, whether they're being compensated for their their wombs or, or not. But like these these people need to be, need to get out of there. Having a baby is one of the most dangerous things you do and yeah. you don't want to be doing it in a war. So this, this fundraiser will hopefully help them scale up some resources there. But um, Betches is going to match 20,000. It's incredible that they can do that. And we already blew past it. So hopefully we can get like close to maybe a hundred by the end of the day. Yes, yeah. We love yeah. I think this listeners. is great. Yes. Yeah. And our I really listeners love always empty their pockets for us. I love like choosing the IRC because like you said, like, their they put their money where their mouth is type of thing like they've been in these other conflicts too like they actually do this for everyone which is the energy that we are trying to keep up when we talk about like when we make comparisons to ukraine and other conflicts it's like well the irc actually is doing this for has been in afghanistan has been in yemen has been in syria so they're like yeah and they still are and they still are and And they still are they have stopped because of this Mm -hmm. yeah so let's let's discuss the war. The war is not only still going on, but escalating. Just this very weird timeline we're in where there's this active war in Europe and it's very unpredictable. Every day, don't you guys just wake up every day and you're like, okay, we're still here. What's going on? It's so weird. I can't imagine mm-hmm. what it's like for the people there. 
Russia at this point does not seem to be trying to conceal its attacks on civilians. In previous updates on this podcast, like last week, we've sort of shared updates day to day about how much this was escalating and, you know, what new points and thresholds it was reaching. I mean, that's kind of over. They've crossed every threshold. They've broken every norm. They've done all the things you you thought that they might not. The, the list of war crimes has just broken open. And it seems like there's nothing. Whoever is directing the Russian troops, it seems like there is nothing that they won't do right now. Several attempts. Who could it be? Broker. Who's Who could directing it be? them? <laughs> <laughs> I that feel like seems like, like a real asshole. <laughs> I know. I wavered between like Russia's invasion of Ukraine and using just Putin's invasion of Ukraine. And it's like, surely he has some helpers, but it sure just seems like Putin's invasion. Invasion of Ukraine. I I mean, yeah, like, obviously, when we say Russia's invasion, we're talking about, like, the Russian government, Mm -hmm. not the people. But it is definitely coming down to one crazy man. And when we talk to Ukrainians, that's what they say, too, which I think is, like, you know, Russia is trying to plant claims of discrimination against Russians. But if you actually watch Ukrainians on TV, they are saying, we... Our fr- my Russians are my sisters, my friends. Like we, we. This is Vladimir Putin. We know this is one madman. I mean, Russians also are under some really, really intense circumstances right now that are really scary. I mean, last week laws that if you say if you call this a war on social media, really bad things can happen yeah. to you. So you can face fifteen really- years in prison. Like, yeah, ugh. that's crazy. Chilling. I- I will just say I have a friend who um, she's Russian and she's actually Kalmyk, which is like um, this ethnic minority in the in northern Russia. That's like generations and generations ago, like were Mongolian. So um, a lot of people mistake her, you know, think that she's Korean or something. There's like a whole ethnic minority uh, in Russia and like. They're kind of, it's like indigenous. It's really cool culture. Yeah. Like, it's a really cool thing. I, I met her years and years ago when I worked at Dave and Buster's. But she saw our <laughs> betches, I know, which is a whole other fucking story. But she saw our betches, like that clip that we shared, the yeah. real. And she like DM'd me and she was like, thank you so much for bringing this up. This is so complicated. Like, this is so important. And I just like shared it. And I feel like there are people on both sides in my life like she she lives in LA and she has like a lot of Ukrainian friends but she has a lot of friends right now in Russia suffering and then she shared with me like you know again they're like an indigenous population they're kind of second class citizens because they're like you know racially Mongolian or something but I'm talking about since the 1700s so they are Russian but she was saying that they send ethnic communities like hers first in war so it's like her 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 groups and her family and like i was just thinking like dude that's so fucked up and like it's kind of re like uh solidifying this white supremacist thing that people narrative that people are saying and then i was just also thinking like i'm like it's so fucked up that russia sends ethnic minorities first to war and i'm like well, America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, a lot of people like, quote, unquote, voluntary, but we yeah. also impoverish minorities and then exactly. say, here's free, here's free everything if yeah. you put your body it's on the line. It's a draft for sure. I enjoy the memes about um, that community, like, because Vladimir Putin is like, well, we're just going to reabsorb. This was Russia, so we're just going to take it back. And then, like, indigenous, they've been like, okay, well, we're going to take. We were we're the original ones, so that does that mean we get to take all this back? Like by that logic? No, yeah, exactly. And they're the ones that are having to fight, and they're the ones suffering. They don't have resources, you know. So it's just been really interesting. Like again, like 
I don't know. It's just really crazy and complicated, this whole thing. And it's not just this simple thing. And like, there are people, like you said, it, it is just one man. I'm sure there's like right wing Russians that believe that this is like great or whatever. But for the, but the overwhelming majority like doesn't want, you know, this to happen. And, and I don't some know. people like yeah. believe things. But I mean, we have such insane politics these days that it's it's hard to remember that you can believe things, but also not think that your country should go to like war over them. Mm-hmm. You know, there are like, yeah. A parallel, uh, this isn't a good parallel, but it's like a sort of an example is the people that were very pro-Trump but did not go storm the Capitol. They are not good people, but they saw that and were disturbed by that. <laughs> yeah, so like, like there there's a people, difference between, yeah. you know, having an argumentative society with freedom of thought and and like being like, yes, I believe this so strongly that I am willing to send my sons to go die for it. In fact, we're hearing the opposite. Many people had no idea that their sons were going to go die for it. Well, there was that moment, I think it was last week or the week before, where a Ukrainian minister was reading a text from a Russian soldier to his mom. It's really, really sad uh, that apparently this Russian soldier was killed like moments after this text was sent. And the text is literally him being like, Mama, I'm in Ukraine. I didn't realize we were coming here. Everyone hates us. They don't want us here. Things are getting really scary. And so they're sending these really young boys. They're, it's, I mean, just like in any war, again, like Millie said, we do it too, but it's the poor kids. It's the minorities. It's like the kids who don't have a ton of resources. Mm-hmm. And Russia has a long history. It's military history. Not that I'm like some military scholar, but... Russia's military history is that they take a bunch of people and they throw them at you. And they just try to inflict as much damage as possible. And it looks like they're gearing up to do the same thing here, which is just like, we've got, what do we have? An ass load of people and we can just throw them at you. Yeah. And they have no regard for casualties. Exactly. And it's like, they're not, and it's like their own people too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were reports of like, just people not moving their comrades' bodies, you know, that's not normal. That's not normal in mm-hmm. in these battle situations. Like normally there's a regard for if you can. And there was, I, this was fact-checked a few times and a couple years ago, there was a video that went around that was from a couple years ago that showed, it was the most disturbed, one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen, but a mobile crematorium that Russia apparently brings into battle with it. it. It wasn't a video from recently, but they were like, there's no reason they wouldn't be doing this with the casuals they're seeing. And it's just like a truck that they bring around. And they just evaporate their dead soldiers. Like they, uh, I'll stop. It's incredibly bleak. It's incredibly bleak. Incredibly Uh, bleak. Amanda, did a housewife (laughs) say a racial slur or something? Do we have anything light on the company? Yeah, can we get something light? (laughs) I was like, I was trying to think of like, yeah, our light ones. I I, I missed the Salt Lake City reunion. But also we should note that you're going to be unmentioned at all on Thursday. Oh yeah, I am going to be unmentioned I was trying to like, I mean, I, I all I think about this lately is like, war is crazy. Like this man literally, it's like, this has not belonged to you and you are just taking it. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. 
life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So let's continue on a few more updates just from this week, and then we're going to talk about where this might go next. Several attempts to broker ceasefire to let civilians evacuate certain areas failed after Russia shelled those humanitarian routes. You might have heard a lot about this over the weekend. You probably saw videos of a family, a mom and a dad, rushing their one-and-a-half-year-old into the hospital where he died. Eight people were killed by that strike, including another child. Um, And that was, again, like, I just can't imagine being told, okay, it's safe now, and being told, like, waiting with your one-and-a-half-year-old for days, being told it's Mm. safe and It's just unthinkable. It's unthinkable. And nine more civilians were killed by airstrikes in a city called Sumi yesterday, including children. That city has been brutalized in recent days. And again, multiple attempts to establish some sort of corridor for people to get out without risk of being shelled. And Ukraine officials say that today, Tuesday, there is a safe humanitarian evacuation route for that area that's been agreed upon. Uh, Apparently, they broker this together through like the International Committee for the Red Cross, crazy middleman to have to be in this situation. Mm-hmm. They seem like they're doing what the Red Cross does everything. They have to like collect my blood to give to other people. They're brokering ceasefires. My God. Well, yeah. I'm watching Gilded Age right Gilded Age right now. Hell and there's yeah. a lot of Red Cross uh, you know, fundraising. Oh. And you know, I'm watching I'm on episode six, so no spoilers. But yeah, I'm just like honestly Red Cross is that girl, and she doesn't give a fuck if you're sleeping with somebody else's <laughs> husband or anything. She'll take your money because she's going to use it, Clara Barton. <laughs> Clara Barton is about it. the drama. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what they're doing. And so we're a few weeks into this, and I'm sure we're all wondering, what is the off-ramp here? How much longer can this go on? Everything I'm going to read, I just pulled from various like sources that were interviews with experts this morning from like the main news outlets. And this was kind of the general, the general consensus that I saw. This obviously has not gone according to plan for Russia or for Putin. I don't think he expected to be nearly two weeks into this and to have Ukrainians still fighting back uh, at, with, with the strength that they are. So at this point, Putin is probably... Experts that know him say that he's probably looking for a way out right now that doesn't cause complete humiliation. He's not mm-hmm. willing to just like back off and admit that this was a huge miscalculation. He he wants something to show that that he can take back to show to his people that, Give him that this was worth it. <laughs> they got Chernobyl. Just let him keep I, they'll it. They'll probably keep it. That's well, I think you're right. I think that is the most likely <laughs> likely scenario. Let him keep is that the old broken <laughs> nuclear plant? If I lived next to it, I probably wouldn't want him to have it. No, that's well, definitely true. And there probably is a reason why. I'm going to say there's almost certainly a reason why we don't want Russia to have Chernobyl. But I'm just like, if we have to give yeah. them something. True, true. Seems like <laughs> that should Chernobyl. be top of the list. Can we, sorry, can we as America, like the way that France gave the Statue of Liberty, can we give all the Confederate fl- statues to <gasps> Russia as a, like, as a token as of... As a big... <laughs> <a gesture>. G- <laughs> we... Wow. Just cut off all the heads, put yeah. Putin's mm-hmm. head on them, put bus uh-huh. Putin on all of them, uh-huh. spray paint some Melt Z's them on them. down and mm-hmm. turn them into one big Putin that they can put <laughs> mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the 
one of the he could be bodies buried of in water it. that's over there. I'm about to reveal my lack of geographical knowledge, but I know there's water over there. They can pop it, it in there. It seems like the, the <laughs> missiles should be should be created. We should melt them down and use them for something. I think that's a genius and innovative yeah. idea. Should send yeah, it to the U.S. government. Maybe we can get Mayor Pete back. Yeah, yeah, maybe Mayor Pete, how can we transport the Secretary Pete. Statues, Secretary Pete, sorry. Uh, Secretary of Transportation Pete. Uh, yeah, we need to transport some Confederate statues. Get this idea to somebody. Gift. Get this yeah, idea to somebody. This, I'll tweet it, I'll tweet it, I'll tweet it. So this, as we said, this is not going according to plan. Putin doesn't want to be humiliated, but Russia also doesn't, they don't have endless resources, but neither does the Ukrainian army. So it sort of seems like they're just, it's going to be a very bloody, that's why everyone keeps saying this is going to be bloody for a while, because the the power of Russia's military with just the metal of Ukrainians, it seems like they can go for a while, uh, but not forever, of course. So Russia could try to entrench power in the eastern areas it's taken control of or recognize the independence of. Again, I, I, we see how these Ukrainians are fighting back. So it seems like that would create just an insurgency where people are just living under as insurgents against this government that's been installed. And they would also probably try to install from these areas pro-Russian government leaders in the capital to orient it away from the rest, the West. Putin really hates the idea of NATO countries being friendly to Ukraine, even though I feel like they have we have demonstrated that we have their back. Obviously, we're not sending troops there, but we're giving them giving them a lot. So there are sort of a lot of options on the table. I know that I've heard crazy stuff like he might do sort of a a like nuclear attack light to attempt That's to what I de-escalate. Uh, I heard which sounds he- insane. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And again, this is like me repeating stuff I'm hearing on podcasts. <laughs> but I heard that he can like detonate the nuclear weapon in the sky. And then, and it's like a smaller one, and then it'll like make it'll like put the power out, and like obviously, yeah. you know, there'll be all Just sorts completely of crazy fallout from that. So much fallout that would basically, my understanding is like neutralize Ukrainians' ability to put up the the fight that they've been able to. Yeah, like all so the electronics far. and everything would be create would be all screwed up. Yeah, I think like also another thing is nuclear, like. Even if he detonates it in the sky, like the radiation, like like Osaka in Japan was so fucked for like decades after, you know, we bombed Hiroshima. You and know? what he's got now is much worse and it's than much what we dropped. And much more po- Putin. So, yeah. Potent, <laughs> Putin. Sorry, Putin. So that's so fucked up. And I'm just also just like, it is getting worse. He, I hope that it doesn't go there, but it's also like they don't have... Every day there's another corporation that's not doing business with them. They're not like, like they don't have Netflix anymore. Like how are Russians watching <laughs> Love is Blind? You know, they're not. How are they going to know Abu Sheikh is an yeah. asshole? I'm, I'm yeah. joking. But, and but, how are yeah. they going to, you know, not to be another spoiler, but how are they going to find out that Deep T and Kyle were really in love the whole time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh-oh, sorry. Did we just spoil sorry, Amanda. for Amanda? It's okay. It's okay. I've seen the uh, I've seen the spoilers already. I've seen the spoilers. Okay, I have sorry. been rushing to watch this. It's all I did all weekend. I just lived in this like weird finished, space yeah. where I was watching Love is Blind <laughs> while yeah, consuming um, Russian news. We should well, do it. Actually, we actually really should do an episode on it because there are lots of uh, lots of seppy themes. Yeah, um, there's a lot of seppy themes on there, like like Shayna, who's obviously racist and whose whole family is like 
whose whole family probably as a family trip went to uh, fight on the Capitol. Uh, so <laughs> but I will say, yeah, no, I'm, the whole point of my statement was just like, Putin's trying to not humiliate himself, but his people are suffering more and more every day. And, and in many ways, you know, not just the Netflix, but like their, right. their money has, you know, what's the opposite of the ruble is like <laughs> deflate. Yeah. Depreciate. Well, yeah. Depreciate. Yeah. So I, I was reading like, I mean, obviously it's not on the level of like Ukrainians, but a lot of Russians have left Russia too. like Russians are getting out because they're like. I have to take my life savings and move to another country and put mm -hmm. it in another bank because, like, I'm mm -hmm. what is going on here? Yeah, it's devastating. It's so unfair. I mean, that's why people keep saying this is going to be this is the new sort of world order. This is going to be I mean, it's sort of like how since March 2020, we never not know sort of what's going on with COVID. And that mm -hmm. will be the case for a while. This is a new factor where we're, we're never not going to know, hopefully, what's going on with this. Uh, and it's just crazy to think that people in the areas that were near Crimea, like they've been dealing with this, like they've lived yeah. like this. And of course, which we repeat every every episode of the podcast all over the world, all over the mm -hmm. world. And um, this conflict is or this war is sort of showing the reality that a, a lot of people deal with. And a few weeks into this conflict and Americans are beginning to feel the impacts just on their wallets. I would rather be on my wallet. The price for a gallon of regular gas soared to a new record high of $4.14 yesterday, breaking the previous record of $4.11 that was set in 2008. Um, I'm sure you saw higher prices. I saw some people sharing some pretty mind-boggling prices across the yeah. country. Really, really rough. I mean, these these things add up. People that drive for work, it's it's a real impact. People people are feeling it already, and they're going to feel it more. President Biden acknowledged that when he announced this morning that he's going to ban all Russian imports of oil, natural gas, and coal. This will cut roughly 8% of America's annual gas imports at a time when prices, as we said, are already soaring. I'm going to read a quote from Biden's address this morning. He said, there will be a cost as well here in the United States. I said I would level with the American people from the beginning. And when I first spoke to this, I said defending freedom is going to cost us. It's going to cost us as well in the United States. Republicans and Democrats understand that alike. Republicans and Democrats are clear we must do this. If I heard that out of context, I'd assume we were going to deal with something much, much more um, urgent and painful than gas prices, which are urgent and, and painful. Mm -hmm. But people are already selling these stickers on eBay that have Biden with with like a word bubble saying I did this pointing to gas prices. So I expect those might uh, those might get a bit more popular. Yeah, I mean, listen, gas prices getting higher is not good for a president. Obviously, there are th the reasons are often out of his control. These gas companies could also they are charging more. Uh, yeah. They're choosing to charge more. These oil companies as well. Um, he's between a rock and a hard place. Like we obviously have to do this, but uh, there's kind of no way to spin higher gas prices. What I will say to Joseph, who I assume is listening, um, <laughs> is that I don't think it's the move to at the same time be announcing that everybody needs to start commuting back into work again. Yeah. Um, which last week he was like, everyone needs to get back in the office, da, da, da. And it's like, okay, but you're also telling us that gas prices are about mm -hmm. to get insanely high. Yeah, that so was really bad. That was why so don't, dumb. Why don't you, <laughs> why don't we work with people so that maybe they don't have to commute into an office when you're telling us we're about to see record high gas prices for a good reason. But like, yeah, it's, I mean, people's commute to work costs them hundreds of, dollars a month thousands a year and uh a lot of that could be and we have seen has been avoided for many people 
Millie, yeah. I really hope we're going to get an urbanist rant. About yeah, this, right? no, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, but it's true. It's like, especially two years into, two and a half years into this big push for remote work, it's like, why can't we just, it's so crazy because it's like, I do not fucking get this push, especially from Democrats, from moderate Democrats, who I understand they want things to go quote unquote back to normal as soon as possible, right? So that's why they're pushing, like they want office culture, they want all the open, you know, cafeterias and coffee shops and all that shit. So that's why they want people to go back to work in office. But it, it, we gotta reimagine the, 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 the criticism with moderates is that they have no imagination and they don't think about how things can be better or optimized or stuff like that. They wanna stay the same. And it's like, now would be a good time for all of us. And maybe if you don't want to make a statement or you wanna be neutral, just don't say anything. But mm -hmm. now would be a good time to be like, hey, we gotta get creative. We should mm -hmm. all be thinking about how we're cutting down gas or cutting down car trips in general. We should. You know what I'm thinking about? Like, New York is a very expensive city and it's not cheap. But also, I, I thank God that, like, I can walk to my grocery store. I can take an electric scooter to this place. You know, and, and I know mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that option and all that stuff, but like, this is the kind of living where when you divest from gas, you mm -hmm. know, like then that's your reality. You won't be impacted as much. But I know that's not a reality that a lot of people and that's a lot of people's choice. They want to drive to work. They want to drive to the grocery store. Listen, carrying groceries, like it, it's not super easy either. You know, I don't want to glorify mm -hmm. it, but it's just like it's just frustrating because it's not a good look right now. Like as gas process, you know, as Elise was saying to you know, encourage people to go back in office. I fucking hate Eric Adams. But also, Ugh. it's like, yeah, now Ugh. is the time to let's rethink and reshape what it means and 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 incentivize maybe companies and all that. And also, yeah. like, I think enough is not being said. And, you know, Bernie Sanders does a really good job with this on his Twitter. But, like, how many people are paying attention to that? That's not getting, like, li Bernie Sanders tweets are being printed at the gas station. But it's like <laughs> a lot of, which they should, a lot of these fucking corporations that are contributing to inflation have made record-breaking profits. There's no reason why they're not paying their employees more. There's no reason why prices are soaring, except that the CEOs and the people up top are increasing their prices so that they can get bigger profit and see bigger salaries. So same thing with gas. Like, yes, of course, like us banning Russian oil is going to affect prices a little bit. But what I've seen is it's not comparable to the amount that the prices have been raised. And that's something that needs to, you know, instead of being like Biden did this, uh, why don't we have like Shell did this, Exxon did this, Putin did this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, also a Republican president would do this. This is a bipartisan. This isn't like, also as you were talking, people have tried to make the, you know, clean energy like ambition a nationalist project like how and it is it should clearly be but to me it sort of seems like this is a really great moment to reiterate mm -hmm. that like look it's actually like fixing climate change is in our geopolitical interest it's so we can say fuck you to russia and mm -hmm. like move on with our lives in the world. Yeah, but now we're at this really be... bizarre point where like you have these young conservatives saying they love Putin at their conferences so there's not even room for that. 
I, it's really crazy because, like, again, it only benefits us to not be beholden to, like, some. If you think no about, drawbacks, like, zero as, drawbacks. As, aside from Canada and Mexico, who are our friends, if you think about like a lot of the other countries that have oil, they're not like we don't need these people to have leverage over us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't need Mohammed bin Salman to be our buddy. With like, we don't need that kind of stuff. And um, if we were to actually try to reduce our dependence on oil, if, you know, LA was one of the places that saw insane gas prices. I was seeing like lots of people in LA tweeting them. And the LA was designed by car companies to just mm-hmm. like literally was designed by car companies to fit as many cars as possible. Their public transportation is terrible. Mm-hmm. And so the people there can't offset these insane gas prices by hopping on a subway, which a city like LA should obviously have Crazy. an above ground train system. Well, also like that works too- and takes them around. Yeah, and like again, urbanist thing, but it's like this is why Elon Musk is full of shit. He can easily go online and bully Bernie Sanders and say all this shit about Bernie Sanders, but it's like now it would be a great time for Elon Musk to be like, this is why everyone needs Teslas. Mm-hmm. You know? This mm-hmm. is why everyone needs to invest. Yes, Teslas are a lot of money, but you know, and Teslas suck, but they're not the best <laughs> electric car, but there are many options. But exactly, like it's like, oh, it's all about hating on the left when we're talking about taxing billionaires more. But there are actual benefits right now to having an electric car that many people, you know, even if you need if even if you have a hybrid car, you know, you're you're not getting impacted as much because you're not a hundred percent depending on it. So I don't know. Fuck Elon Musk again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just about like even with the hybrid car thing, it's like uh, so many offices are doing a hybrid scenario for work and that saves people like a couple days worth of gas as far mm-hmm. as like, you know. Well, the, and then you think of so the many people like there are about. indigenous communities in the U.S. and Canada that are so far from <laughs> the resources because they have not been built close to them. And um this is like these are catastrophic uh, increases, but they are not really anything that could have been avoided with a different president, really. I mean, I think these these are the actions we're seeing a lot of like there is at least I were talking this morning about how there's like a lot of bipartisanship going on. But people are just like, I feel like they're hoping nobody pays attention because it's like yeah. not good for anybody's anybody's brand. But speaking of our government leaders involvement with this, <laughs> there was a Zoom call this. last week with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, all of our faith. Don't stand, though. Just just can be a fave without needing to, you know, call him a zaddy. I think we can chill out there. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> President Zelensky, oh, weird. Well, you know what? Whatever people need to cope. Yeah. <laughs> President Zelensky over the weekend talked to multiple members of the U.S. House and the Senate on a Zoom. And many of them embarrassed themselves. They embarrassed us. <laughs> Members of Congress both sides on of the aisle. both sides of the aisle <laughs> violated the terms of the meeting by tweeting pictures of Zelensky on the Zoom, <laughs> which included certain Zoom. information that you're just not you're not supposed to see. I mean, when I take fucking pictures in the Betch's office, I'm like, I'm not getting anything. I the post the, the cute videos I posted of you guys last week, I had to edit for like 20 minutes to make sure our secret project wasn't in them. And these guys are just taking pictures you know of whatever cool they Zooms want. I've been on between this podcast and tuning out the news. How many fun, cool Zooms I've been on? Not a single invented picture. <laughs> these it's this is when you realize these are really just like old 75-year-old men and women that are making up mm-hmm. the majority of this. So uh, apparently a lot of them also Rubio. like... No, oh, that's true. Rubio's not Rubio. 
and, and Ted Cruz. He's one of the one that posted a picture, right? Yes. Yeah. Ted did too. And I guess some people were like, you know, in Zooms when you could message people on the side, they were just sort of messaging Zelensky like, hey, man, <laughs> doing great. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> It is so dumb. It is so dumb. And uh, also, we posted on SUP, there was Congresswoman Sarah Cooper was there, and she just happened to be in the office with Steny Hoyer. And, you know, she was the only one that was in. They were doubled up in a picture, but it was, like, clearly a classified meeting, but all these people were like, who's this random woman in this meeting? This is clear. Really, they let a random... Sometimes sexism is just stupid. Really? Mm -hmm. You think it was more likely they'd let a a random person's daughter into the classified meeting with Ukrainian's president than maybe that woman was supposed to be there because she was also a congressperson? The Zoom, this Zoom gave us so much content. It was crazy. We're not done. People, I get that she was the only one who, Steny Hoyer was the only one who had two people in the Zoom. I understand why that drew people's attention. And she is the congresswoman was a young woman, but it is very, very funny to see, like, there was a whole thread of them guessing who it could possibly be, and not one person was like, maybe she's all just a person, a congresswoman. Everyone until, else in this is a congresswoman. one incredible millennial was like, bestie, that's the, that's the congresswoman from California District 53. Yeah, like, <laughs> finally. But people were like, maybe she's an intern. Maybe she's his daughter. Maybe she... <laughs> Maybe she's a t- like like all of these bending over backwards before someone is like, no, she's just another congresswoman who's there. <laughs> the simplest explanation is still is still the right one. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Finally, Republican senator from, from Florida, of course, of course, where else? Uh, Zelensky had to stop his presentation to ask Senator Ritz Scott to mute himself. 
on the Zoom during oh a war God. three years into a pandemic. The senator Rick Scott forgot to used mute. to be the governor <laughs> of Florida cannot mute, cannot mute during a Zoom. And I'm probably, really like, ordering coffee or like using the bathroom to like an asshole. Oh, I mean, that's the only thing that was missing from this was someone taking the Zoom on camera into the bathroom. But uh, I was really sad that it's just we only have a written report of him saying, Senator Rick Scott, please mute yourself, because that would have been a perfect addition to the SUP intro song. Permanent. (laughs) Permanent Permanent addition. Senator Rick Scott, please mute yourself. Maybe we could get an impersonator. (laughs) Yeah, Zelensky. And do a deep fake. And do a deep fake. I mean, maybe we can get Zelensky to do it. He does voiceover. He was Paddington. We'll call, we'll give him a call. <laughs> Ask him when he has. You know, time. he might be on cameo. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> <laughs> I actually can see that man doing cameos for like fifty thousand. If if you will give me donate to the Ukrainian army, I will I will tell your friend he happy actually, birthday. Considering like his level of social media savvy, it wouldn't be that crazy for him to set his cameo price to like really really high. A million, yeah, like, a million it. dollars. Yeah. You can get a cameo from him. I mean, someone will do it. Someone will pay. We'll get him to say where C-SPAN meets the group chat. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we're going we're gonna to turn to uh, one last war today, and that is Florida's war with science. We have oh. a crazy headline, a crazy headline on that front. We can't, we can't end today without discussing this headline. Florida's Surgeon General on Monday said that, quote, healthy children should not get COVID-19 vaccines. To be extremely abundantly clear, this counteracts the advice of the CDC. Doctor, this guy named Dr. Joseph Ladapo announced proudly at a roundtable with Ron DeSantis that Florida would become the, quote, first state in the nation to officially recommend against the COVID-19 vaccines for healthy children. Sir, that is not the flex that you think it is. <laughs> he So this is the Surgeon General saying this at a roundtable. This is so far not the uh, an official health department recommendation. They could not be reached for comment, apparently, or they had no comment on their boss saying that the vaccine would not be recommended. They cited a rare heart condition that's been seen in some boys who get the vaccine. But the CDC said that these have rarely been reported, especially in adolescents and young adult males within several days after the vaccination. And as doctors have been saying since the beginning, the risk for a healthy child to get COVID is much greater to them, to you, to everyone there around than the risk of them getting vaccinated. So if you live in Florida, feel free to ignore your Surgeon General. <laughs> ignore your governor. Just you're, yeah. you're, you're lawless down there because I don't acknowledge your leaders. <laughs> it's really upsetting when trolling becomes the actual policy, and that is actually how Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, all those guys, like, they run their states based on trolling, and they appoint people and keep people around them who will also run states based on trolling. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, really sad because what's going to, like, kids will not be vaccinated now because of this, so... And, you know, I just think about my community and my family and people who are susceptible to misinformation and getting that kind of misinformation from the top down. And these are people who, you know, I grew up in a low income area of, you know, South Florida who, you know, people are just trying to do their best. And it, it does trickle down. Not that not to say that, like, 
because New York has a democratic government, we're like so much better off or that, whatever, you know, there's not inequality. But I feel like because the top takes it seriously, it trickles down, you know, to people day to day taking it a little bit more seriously. But from the, if the top doesn't take it seriously, it's it just lawless. Yeah, there's there. a permission just- structure for ever because also I think we've talked about this. There are. I mean, some of the, like they don't have a chance because there are also radio channels that are giving them misinformation in Spanish that are not being as closely monitored and publicly fact-checked as like the Fox News is. Absolutely we do, People not. do their best to flag when Fox News is being ridiculous to whatever effect it has, but you don't really see it as much with with some of these radio stations. Oh, I mean, it's a huge problem. Like social media too. Yeah. Like social media. You know, I had a friend who... Um, and, the, you know, my friend is like, I wouldn't say she's conservative at all, but she mm-hmm. just sent me one day a clip or like a uh, like an article headline. It was like, oh, Ron DeSantis makes fun of AOC for being in Florida because she wants to be in a free state and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like, this is out of context. Like AOC's fam, like she's like, isn't this so funny? AOC wants to be here. And I'm like. AOC, like, mom lives in Florida, and yeah, also, like, like... I don't know, AOC she, is Puerto Rican. Like, she probably knows some people in Florida. Uh, in Orlando, like, are you kidding me? Like, Orlando like, is super Puerto Rican right about? now. Fa- famously yeah. populous state. Famously populous state. Yeah, but I'm just, But I'm just also, like, yeah. you know, she. W- I was talking to her, and I was like, you know, she's getting this headline out of context, and she didn't even know that vaccines were mandated in New York City. Like wow. they, they're all like, oh yeah, everywhere is like Florida. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And she's mm-hmm. like, well, you can't do anything. And I'm like, yes, you can. Like people are out to dinner in that clubs. You just have to get a vaccine. Oh, people are getting the vaccine. I thought it kills you. No, I would say 80% of, you know what wow. I mean? So it's just like every single step. Yeah. Every single step. It's just so fucked up. So it's like on one end, it's like, oh, Rhonda, Sa- you know, and Rhonda Santis's wife has breast cancer. Like, you know that mm-hmm. his whole family is vaccinated. You know that he's vaccinated. You know that he's, like, not encouraging those same precautions. You know, in his kid's white private school, they're not doing that. So it's just it's just really hard for me. At one end, I'm like, God, he's so fucking stupid. And another end, I'm like, God, like, he's literally killing people. Yeah. And yeah. never forget that he had to publicly denounce a member of my family. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, on that note, that is our episode. We will be back with you Thursday until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamirez. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.